For this episode, we've got another AP tasting event, and this time we're talking about world languages, specifically AP Spanish, AP Latin, and AP French. So if you're interested in any of those, keep listening. Enjoy the episode. Languages tasting. Um, I think we'll just go ahead and get started. All right, so to start out with our icebreaker, if you could be fluent in any language, what would it be and why? Feel free to answer in the VC chat, or if you want, you can unmute too. Uh, while we wait, I can probably answer this question myself. I, I actually don't really know. I w- I'd want to be fluent in a lot of different languages. I feel like um, Arabic's a cool one. One of my friends is fluent in Arabic. It's, it's really cool. I think for me, I probably want to be fluent in like an East Asian language, like Japanese or Korean, because I know Spanish and I'd want to try something that's like completely different, I suppose. So that would be my answer. Honestly, I think I'd love to be fluent in either Italian or French. They seem like really cool languages. And then I also really like, well, I want to be fluent in a lot of languages for one thing, just because, like, I guess maybe this is 1984, George Orwell type lesson, but it's like language sort of bounds your thinking. So, like, if you're bilingual, you have the advantage that you have, like, kind of like broader boundaries on your thinking. So, that's the importance of world languages, I think. And I'd love to be fluent in Esperanto as well. Apparently, it's really quick to learn. It's kind of like meant to be a world trade language. Oh, yeah. Is Esperanto that one language that's like, it's kind of like a combination of all the romance languages? I don't know if that's the one we're talking about, but I've definitely heard of it. I feel like that would be really cool, too. There's just so many languages out there that I want to learn. I mean, I'm a musician, and I've sung a couple pieces in Italian. And I don't know, it's just, it's definitely like a really nice language. I feel like it wouldn't, um, for me, I found a lot of similarities with Spanish, which was nice. And I don't know, it just, yeah, so um, I sing classical, so um, a lot of arias and things like that are in Italian, so I get to, I, I've sung in a couple different languages, I guess. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but yeah, from what little Italian I've experienced, it's definitely a super cool language. I totally understand why you'd want to learn it. I think, I think we're good to move on. Um, I, think, I, I don't know. I feel like... Do, yeah, okay. Anyway. Um, I guess now it's time to introduce ourselves. Uh, my name's Ananya. I'm a going to be a senior. I actually haven't started the school year yet. And I took AP Spanish language. Um, I took it in 2020, but I've been learning Spanish for a while. So, um, even though the 2020 exam experience was quite different than we have, 
my I've still done a lot of stuff with tests. I've still been tested on all the things that the AP Spanish full length exam would test on. But yeah, that's me. Hey guys, uh, my name is Hasung and I am a current junior now in school. I took AP French and AP Latin. Um, both of them were not affected by COVID, so I took a normal length test for both of them, and uh, yeah. Hello, my name is Karen Liang, and I took um, the AP Chinese. Um, I'm also a rising senior this year. Um, I took the 2020 exam as well. So. Okay, so we're gonna start out by talking about AP Spanish. So, um, hola a todos. I'm the AP Spanish um, tasting connector, as I, I've already introduced myself. Um, could you go to the next slide, please? Okay, to start out with talking about the exam format, uh, for me, I felt like the very first thing that we talked about in AP Spanish was the exam format, and I, for me, I felt like it was really intimidating at first, so I thought it'd be good to just talk about it and explain to everyone what the exam looks like. So it's split into two sections, multiple choice and free response. So the first part is a multiple choice without audio. So this is kind of like a reading exam, essentially. So you'll get a passage and you'll get some questions about it. It's 40 minutes long or 30 questions. Um, yeah, it's basically like a standard sort of reading comprehension test, kind of like what you could see on the reading section of the ACT or SAT, except in Spanish. And then the next section of the multiple choice is with audio. So this is going to be testing your listening and your reading skills at the same time. It's a bit longer, 55 minutes for 35 questions. And essentially what happens is you'll get reading and then you'll also get um, like a section of like listening to listen to. The one challenging part about that is that you only get to listen to that listening segment twice. And... Um, they don't really pause it or anything because they tend to just play it for everyone at the same time. So you kind of need to um, pay attention while that listening is going and answer questions however you can. And that I think that's probably the biggest challenge of that section. But overall, it's not too much different than your standard, maybe like reading comprehension exam. And then for the next section, which is the free response, you first have a written section. So you two different writing exam questions. First is a 15 minute email. You'll essentially get an email um, written in Spanish addressed to you. And you'll have to kind of see what that person that's emailing you, you'll have to look at what they've written, and then you'll have to respond to their email in Spanish. So it's testing your communication in a way that's a little bit, sometimes it can be a bit more informal. It depends really on the question. And that is about 15 minutes. And then the next part is an essay. So essentially the essay section is, so 70 minutes to pretty much write like your, like an argumentative essay, pretty much. You'll get uh, three different sources to reference in your writing and a question and you kind of just um, 
form an argument and go and get writing. So it's sort of like, I suppose if you can think of like a five paragraph essay, almost. Um, that's kind of what this section of the exams. And then the last part of the AP Spanish exam is the spoken section. So to start out, you'll have a um, simulated conversation that essentially means that you won't be talking to a real person. You'll essentially have a recording of um, someone having a conversation with you, and then they'll, you know, talk to you. They'll have some questions, and then you'll get, I believe it's 20 seconds, 20 or 30 seconds to respond to whatever they have. And you usually get a list of instructions on how exactly you you expect to respond. You know, if they ask you a yes or no question, they'll tell you whether you should be responding positively or responding negatively. And if there's any questions or things you need to add, they'll usually give you a list of instructions for that. And that generally takes about 12 minutes. For me, I, feel, I always feel like that part takes a little bit less time, but maybe that's just me. And then the final part of this exam is the cultural comparison section. So this is um, where essentially you get a question that's asking you whether like kind of like talking about different values between your culture and your community compared to a Spanish speaking country. So maybe they'll ask you about like eating habits or something like that. And then you'll be expected to construct a response, um, sort of like a two minute presentation, oral presentation almost, except there's no like official PowerPoint or whatever. It's just like you talking to your electronic device. And I believe it's uh, four minutes of prep time and then you have to talk for two minutes. Now, this all sounds really intimidating, I'm sure. It was definitely kind of scary to think about when I first saw it, but it's not as scary and as terrifying or crazy as it sounds. It's uh, definitely pretty manageable if you do a lot of practicing and if you feel really confident in your language abilities, it will be okay. So that's the exam format. Next slide, please. All right, so here is my advice for the AP Spanish exam. My first piece of advice for you is to practice your conversational skills. The simulated conversation is really, really weird because you're kind of like talking to a recording and it's just, it's not the same as talking to a real person because obviously you, you can't like, you, you can't compare talking to a real person versus talking to a standardized recording. So for me, I felt like really, hammering down on my conversational spoken skills was important because I always felt really nervous coming into that simulated conversation and it always just kind of threw me off with how different it was. So that would be my big piece of advice. And then my other big piece of advice is to learn about Spanish culture because the cultural comparison section is worth a decent chunk of your AP exam score that you wouldn't want to completely bomb it. But if you don't know much about what life is like in a Spanish-speaking country and what the differences are between Spanish-speaking countries and in the U.S., because there are a lot of different values and traditions, um, if you don't really have a lot of knowledge on that, it gets it, that section gets really hard. For me, I would suggest maybe focusing on one or two Spanish-speaking countries and then having a variety of, of examples 
So for me, I think I focused a lot on Argentina because um, a lot of my Spanish teachers came from Argentina. So I got a little bit of cultural experience just from them talking about their life there. So I kind of just knew a lot about culture in Argentina and all these like random facts and random experiences that I could reference that during my cultural comparison. Or I could even reference that in maybe like the simulated conversation because Sometimes if they ask about, like, art and, like, Spanish art, you'd want to have some examples of that. So knowing Spanish culture and, you know, like, important Spanish figures is really, I'd say it's pretty key. Um, the other thing I would say is that you can totally make stuff up about your personal experiences. If you can't think of a word to describe something that's true about you, just make something up. It's your AP grader isn't going to know whether or not you did something or not, and they're probably not going to care. So if you need to kind of fudge the details a little bit to make sure that you have the vocabulary you need, that's totally fine. So kind of, you don't have to stay like completely true to exactly who you are if you, you know, can explain something that has nothing to do with you. If you can communicate that in Spanish better, then I would say go with that. Um, the more exposure to Spanish, the better. So one of the things that I did a lot when I was in, you know, my last couple years of Spanish, um, I would watch like telenovelas in Spanish, which is kind of, um, sounds kind of weird. And they were definitely very dramatic. They were just exactly how you would expect them to be. Um, and I would also sometimes if I were, were watching a movie or watching Netflix, I would switch the Spanish dubbing or like the language into Spanish and I would try and follow along. I'd like flip the subtitles in English like on and off and see if I could really follow what was going on. Because I think having that exposure really helped me to kind of listen to, you know, normal Spanish speakers will communicate because that's the goal is for you to be able to communicate as if you were a native Spanish speaker. Uh, my last piece of advice is to try your best to use a variety of tenses in all of your um, free response. So your written, your speaking, all of that. Um, you know, try and get your past, your present, your future. And if you happen to have experience with the subjunctive tense, which is unique to um, I know it's um, a Spanish thing and not an English thing. So if you if you have if you're able to use the subjunctive tense and you're able to use it correctly, I think that AP graders are really appreciative of that because it's not an easy tense to master. So if you can really demonstrate that you have a strong grasp of Spanish and you can communicate your ideas in Spanish, I think you'd be in a really good position to do well on the AP exam. Uh, next slide. Okay, so to share a little bit about my experience, I've been learning Spanish since the second grade. Um, I was part of an after-school program, and I was really lucky to have a lot of opportunities to talk with native speakers. I had you know, native Spanish speakers as my Spanish teachers, which was really, really nice when I was learning, because again, you got a little bit of culture, and you got um, a more, I feel like it was just a really good experience to have that. So that definitely really helped me. Uh, I took the exam in 2020, which um, was shortened because of the pandemic, so it only included the uh, simulated conversation and the cultural comparison. 
I definitely kind of panicked on the cultural comparison, but I think I did fine all. For me, speaking was probably the most challenging area for me, especially with like the simulated conversation and the recordings, which just completely stressed me out. So I spent a lot of time practicing my speaking skills in particular. So, and then I think this is probably my last slide. So, resources. Um, again, for me, most of my like resources came from my teachers in class. Um, my teacher had a lot of really useful resources for us. So definitely reach out to your Spanish teacher because I'm sure they'll have a lot of resources that maybe your school has, like or like a subscription or something like that. I'm sure that your teachers will definitely be a really important person. Um, I used a lot of Quizlet to study my vocab and my grammar. It was really nice to kind of just like run through like vocabulary words and tenses and things like that and just kind of drill them into my head. Um, and then the other thing I really like using were Spanish news sources. Sometimes I just like read Spanish news, which would give me a little bit of culture and it would also help me with my reading comprehension skills. Uh, next, my classmates. Your classmates are really helpful because they're obviously in the same boat as you. They also need conversation practice. So what better than talking to your classmates in Spanish and getting that experience? Uh, language learning apps like Duolingo, is they're also really helpful just because it's like you're obviously well beyond like, no, you obviously know a decent amount of Spanish. So you can kind of use that for Essentially, additional conversation practice, or better or to just like drill your writing or your reading skills. Um, and then, of course, College Word and Fiveable. College Word has released a lot of the past FRQs, so you can look at like the essay prompts and the essay and the like essay sources from previous years to practice with. And you can also, I think, you can also find like conversation recordings or even like the conversation. Um, and the instructions, which could also be really useful. And then uh, for me, prep book slash like prep, like resource wise, um, I used Princeton Review for um, AP Spanish. I really like Princeton Review overall. I'm a lot more comfortable with it compared to the Barron's Review book. And then I also use the Barron's AP Spanish flashcards, again, just to help me with remembering vocab and grammar and like certain like themes and topics and things like that. But uh, overall, that's, I think, could you go on to the next slide? I believe those are all of my um, things I got to say. So does anyone have any questions about AP Spanish and the AP Spanish experience? Um, I guess last call for questions, if anyone has any. happy to answer any questions about what AP Spanish is like or even just like my own personal experience with Spanish and how I felt class I suppose um really anything goes it doesn't have to be specifically class or exam related to but if not that means people don't have questions at this time um if anyone does have any questions i think my discord is at the end of this presentation but 
if anything ever comes up, feel free to DM me or talk to me. Um, all of that is totally fine. So, and if you have any questions, feel free to drop them in the chat and I will be happy to answer them as they come. But I think it's time for us to move on to the AP French section of this presentation. So, uh, yeah, or AP Latin. Oop. Okay, everyone, um, welcome to the AP Latin section uh, for the uh, AP language test tasting event. And yeah, I took Latin 2021. So, um, yeah, and my experience was actually a little bit odd, you'll see. So, um, yeah, but I'll walk you through a little bit about what AP Latin is all about. Okay, so Latin, like the language itself, uh, Almost all European languages come from Latin, so knowing Latin just really helps you understand like French, Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, and all these languages over here. Um, so Latin is the root of all languages that we are familiar with, and even English as well. So um, Latin is a great language to learn, and if you're interested in learning it, I would definitely say to um, it because it's a really fun language and a very cool language. It'll also help you uh, learn other languages uh, as you go. So if you're interested in taking it, uh, you should de definitely consider learning it and taking it. Okay, so this is the exam format. So there's two sections, um, the MCQ and the FRQ section. Uh, the multiple choice has 50 questions and you have one hour to complete it. It's about 50% of your score. So um, it's not, it's, you have more than a minute to uh, essentially answer each question. And basically what you're doing is you have four um, passages. So it's one passage is from the Virgil syllabus reading, and then another passage is from the Caesar syllabus reading. The two are actually sight reading, so they're passages that you have never seen before. Um, so basically, you're reading this and you're answering questions, kind of like a version of SAT. Um, but it's actually not that hard, and all the questions are actually in English. So all you need to do is just read and understand, and then answer questions in English. So yeah, and about each um, passage comes with 10 to 15 questions, depending on the passage, and that will... Um, be your multiple choice section. Uh, the free response uh, section has only five questions and you have two hours to complete it. And this is 50% of your score. And so you have one, um, you have essentially five tasks. The first task is translating um, one passage of Virgil from the syllabus and another translation of Caesar also from the syllabus. So basically, they're, passage, uh, they're passages that you have already seen before. So um, you essentially go through the entire syllabus reading and practice translating every section. The translation and the actual exam won't be that hard. Um, so those are the first two tasks. And the second task is writing an analytical essay. This is in English. Uh, so unlike the Spanish exam where you have everything's in Spanish, like the questions are in Spanish, the passage and prompt are all in Spanish, you need to write in Spanish. This is different for Latin. Uh, there's no speaking at all, no listening. 
and questions are written in English, you write the essay in English. So um, essentially there's less actual language involved, but more of your um, understanding of Latin and how its culture has evolved. So in the essay, you'll read two passages, which are both from the syllabus or the English reading. And um, you'll just um, have a prompt and Usually the prompt will be like, how does this uh, like war culture uh, associate with the other war culture from the other passage? So um, yeah, you'll just analyze that and say, well, both um, really kind of show a blah, 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 well, connection between the two and just write like a short analytical essay about five paragraphs um, to share your understanding of the passage and also the culture as well. And then you'll have short answer uh, um, you'll have one passage of Virgil, and you have five to seven questions, and then you have one uh, passage from Caesar, which will also have questions. And basically, it'll ask you some plot questions, some uh, grammatical questions, and vocab questions. They're all mixed up there, and um, it's just basically kind of like multiple choice, except you don't have really choice multiple choices. Um, yeah, so they're in a way they're similar to the multiple choice section except these short answers are much easier and they don't have choices obviously okay so my first advice is that you should read just keep reading 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 and reading the syllabus reading and the english reading um reading will only help you because as i said most of the passages actually come from the syllabus reading if you just keep familiarizing yourself with the syllabus reading, um, syllabus passages will be very easy for you and um, will essentially only help you get through and you can work on more of the sight reading. And if you work on the syllabus reading, it'll actually help you go through um, the sight reading as well because you'll really get good at reading Latin, sight reading. So I would say reading is really important for Latin. So if you really like reading ancient literature, um, this is a really great uh, AP exam to take. Okay, so general advice. Uh, translations really know how to do that. Uh, Latin has a really weird word order and syntax. So make sure you master that and kind of know where these words are all placed. Um, no really know the summary of both books because it will sometimes the questions will ask you like the weirdest things like which river did caesar cross when he was going to uh defeat the gauls or something and like there are like 50 rivers in france or like the gaul territory and you need to know which one caesar crossed to defeat the gauls um also understand roman culture gods army etc um Culture is important for both, but Roman gods are more important for Virgil's Aeneid because it kind of has a lot of mythological things. So understanding those gods and how their um, their presence really kind of changes or like moves the plot, you need to understand that. Also for Caesar, um, understanding Roman army is really important because there's a lot of references to that, like weapons, armies, um, and strategies, so kind of familiarizing yourself with that uh, would really help. Uh, also, you need to understand that you won't just be tested on your ability to read and comprehend Latin, 
but you'll also have to connect that back to Roman culture, which is uh, sometimes the most hardest part. But um, once you get really used to it, it won't be that hard at all. Okay, and so here's some pros and cons about AP Latin. Pro, um, there's no speaking or listening. So if you hate speaking and listening, this is really good for you. Um, there's just reading, uh, that's about it, and questions are in English, so um, that's way better than Spanish, where you all the questions are also in Spanish. Uh, you get to learn a lot about Roman culture, and you can read some ancient literature and sound super smart, because um, that always sometimes helps people get motivated. So those are some pros for uh, AP Latin. Uh, it's super fun, and reading those literatures are actually quite fascinating. So if you're really into that, you should totally take this exam. Um, however, we do have some cons here. Latin is a really hard language because um, it is the mother, uh, mother language of all the Romance languages. It is the hardest because as time went by, people started to simplify things. So um, English is kind of, if you go by the Romance uh, route, it's Latin, French, and then English. And if you look at their English as the simplified version, um, it's the most simplest language out of all three languages that I just mentioned. So um, if you go back the if you go back into the root, Latin is very complicated because um, it, it was just so it was so complicated that people started to simplify a lot of it. But um, yeah, so it is kind of a hard language, but it's actually really fun too because since the word order is a little weird. It almost feels like you're solving a puzzle, which is, which is some for some people going to be really fun. Uh, there's lots and lots of reading and memorizing plot, but again, some people will find this really fun. And so, if you like reading and memorizing plot and stuff like that, um, yeah, this is for you. Uh, culture aspect might be a little difficult, uh, but again, if you're really familiar with uh, uh, Greek gods, Roman gods are basically just copy and paste version of Greek gods with different names. So um, that might be easy for you. Also, Latin, you're tested on grammar, which is a little different from the Spanish exam because the Spanish exam um, doesn't have any grammar questions um, and it will not test you on your knowledge in grammar, but Latin will. So if you're a bit of a grammar nerd, I mean, this may be a little fun for you. Okay, so here are some resources. Um, AP Latin doesn't have that many resources as other languages have, but if you have a really uh, great teacher or class or even just anything, um, you'll be able to get through. So College Board is the best resource I could I would say you can use. AP Daily Classroom is very helpful. Um, they have great videos there. So if you're really struggling, I would say go and watch some of those videos. Um, you can uh, look at some past FRQs and sample responses to really understand, oh, I should kind of prepare myself for this. You can also join Fiberwolf's Discord server, and there's an AP Latin uh, channel, so make sure to join that if you're thinking of uh, taking this uh, exam. And they are only about... Uh, maybe two or three prep books that I actually found. Uh, one was the Hackett AP Latin. This one is really great for kind of uh, overall content review. 
and um, kind of uh, questions, but one negative thing about this is the questions aren't really similar to the actual MCQs in the Latin, uh, AP Latin exam, so uh, just be mindful of that a little bit. It's very similar, but there's a little difference. Uh, but overall, if you practice with this, you'll be fine with the actual AP exam. Now, then there is the other uh, perk book, which is a great perk book. It's AP Latin Virgil, and um, it's really great. It has a really comprehensive review of grammar and everything like that. Um, I would say the only downside of this is it doesn't have any Caesar. So um, AP Latin, um, uh, before AP Latin as we have today, it was actually separated into two exams and it got uh, blended into one. But this was made before, this prep book was made before uh, it was mushed back into one. So, um, and they haven't updated it. So you only have the Virgil's Ined in it. Uh, so if you need like a really good review of Virgil, uh, I mean, this would be really great, but make sure to read Caesar as well. And also, uh, the most important thing is buy your own copy of the Ined and the Gallic Wars. Um, this will be great for you uh, because if you have your own copy and like a side-by-side -side translated version of that, um, you can always refer back to it any time instead of going through all the files your teacher gave you. So this is absolutely great. And um, just also it'll help you like read during your free time in English or Latin or whichever language you want to do. So I would recommend buying your own copy. Okay, um, I realize I haven't talked much about my uh, experience. So for me, I actually never had Never, I, I didn't have prior experience of learning Latin before uh, taking this exam. So um, in one year, I studied Latin grammar and then self-studied for the Latin exam and took the exam. Um, so it was a really crazy year for me uh, last year, but it was really fun. Um, I wouldn't recommend like self-studying it if you have zero knowledge of Latin before actually taking the AP exam, <laughs> um, but it was a really cool experience for me, and I think uh, I was really proud of what I was able to accomplish in a short time, so, uh, but yeah, the exam really helped me go through all this ancient culture, literature, stuff like that, and it was really interesting to see how um, it all turned out. So yeah, that's AP Latin. Questions if you have any. Uh, if not, I'll go on to French. Sorry about that. I found it wrong. Um, I don't think anyone has questions, so I will move on to AP French now. Um, so as you know, French is a Romance language related to Latin and Spanish, um, and it is a very fun language. 
uh, it is also a very useful language that will help you a lot um, in terms of traveling or pursuing like a diplomatic degree or anything related there or even a lot of people speak this language so um, just knowing it would be great and the AP course really helps you um, get a better understanding and skills for French so yeah so this is the exam format it is actually exactly the same as the Spanish AP exam so that means that if you already took let's see um AP Italian AP German um, you'll probably or AP Spanish uh, those are all the same so then AP French will be like just switch the language and you'll be fine um, so as Ananya uh, explained before um, there's the multiple choice without audio which is just reading passages and answering questions which are by the way sadly um, all in French so um, and then we have the multiple choice which you, you have audio uh, this time and you have 35 questions for 55 minutes and basically you'll listen to an audio source twice and answer questions and uh, yeah and then there is the free response written task uh, you'll have 15 minutes to write an email reply which is basically just uh, showcasing your formal writing in French then you have the 70 minute uh, essay which is reading a uh, passage or like an excerpt from an article and then listening to an audio source and then looking at an infographic and writing an essay on whether you agree or disagree with a opinion about this issue. Uh, so basically all you need to do is I agree with this opinion because blah blah blah. And if you just source, uh, if you just cite your source as well uh, during your essay, um, it's a really easy task. It's intimidating at first because there's a lot of things to do, but it it might actually turn out to be one of your easier tasks because it's really straightforward and it's really easy to get a five on this essay. Okay, so then we have the free response spoken, where we have the 12 minute converse, simulated conversation and the six minute comparison task. So for the simulated conversation, basically you have five exchanges with a digital recording. So, um, the digital recording will talk first and then it'll like ask you a question and you answer it for 20 seconds and just go back and forth for five times. Um, and one advice for that is just always go over time rather than under time because going over time is way better because it just means that you have a lot to say and you know what you're doing uh, rather than going under time which will only leave you with two It'll just mean that you don't really know what's going on. So yeah, I would recommend, you know, uh, going over time. And the last part is the cultural comparison. And you have four minutes to prepare and jot down notes about any cultural thing like uh, recycling culture or immigration culture. Or it can go down to like um, historical monuments or anything like that. Then you'll just compare that with your own culture, and it can be nation, state, or your own um, town or city. Um, so yeah, that's 
the com culture comparison. So these are the four uh, sections in the AP exam, AP French exam. Okay, so uh, here are some of my advices. So really, first of all, really know how to read, speak, listen, and understand French, because um, essentially that is what College Board is trying to figure out: is if you do you really speak French? Do you really know how to interact with others? French so I would say really know how to do it and don't be intimidated if you think your French skills are a little shaky uh, because if you um, if you take the class most likely your teacher will um, bring you up to that level and get you ready for it but um, just know that you should um, expect to kind of really understand how to speak French by the time uh, you're taking the exam in May. And then practice over and over with past FRQs and MCQs. So past FRQs are all on College Board's website. So I would recommend, especially for the speaking ones, um, to go over there and listen to it and kind of see, oh, so this is what I should expect on the exam day. And they also have sample student responses. And so try looking through those sample and just kind of see, oh, so this is what College Board um, is a five four or a three or a one four. So I should kind of shoot for a five by doing this, this, and this. Uh, so really look over those and practice over and over. Um, for the AP French exam, practice is the only advice I can really give you. It is um, usually this is how you can get better at FRQs. And for some people, these FRQs are really a big stump. Uh, so just practicing over and over can definitely help you, and that will get you through um, the AP exam. Um, speak with other members of your community, school, family, etc. So, for example, um, in your community do you have a french-speaking community nearby or like even if at your local like university like college students that take french classes do you know anyone you could go up to them and speak french with them and kind of practice your uh french speaking skills because if you're like if you become to a point where you're almost speaking like a native uh those speaking tasks will be super easy for you so just keep practicing speaking with a lot of different people, uh, your classmates, teachers, or even um, some pen pals. If, if your teacher uh, connects you with a pen pal in France, um, try to meet up with them online, especially these days. It's much easier to do that. And speak French with them, exchange some letters so you can get a feel of the email reply. Um, those are great ways to get your French skills really ready for the AP exam, so I would definitely recommend you do that. And family, if you are if you are born and raised in a more French-speaking uh, household than some of uh, we are, um, I would say practice with your parents or grandparents or uncle, aunt, whomever speaks French because um, just daily practice speaking really helps you get ready. Um, even if you're not good at reading and stuff like that, if you're really good at speaking and listening, um, 
those MCQs will also come along really easily. Um, also, make sure to get exposed to French culture. This will help you for the cultural comparison. So, um, I would say read news articles every once in a while. Uh, this will help you with the reading because um, a lot of the French MCQ passages come from news articles. So just read news articles. It'll also give you an insight on French culture and how they're operating right now in the world. So um, that might help you a lot with both practicing reading and the MCQs. Uh, also, watch some documentaries. Uh, again, that will help you get exposed to French culture, but also kind of uh, your listening and uh, abilities. I would also recommend um, turning on the French radio for about five minutes and seeing how much you can pick up from listening to that five minutes because that will help you a lot with the audio um, for the MCQs because um, usually the audio sources from the MCQs are actually from radios or uh, they're rarely from videos actually they're sometimes from uh, mostly from radio like channels so if you listen to the radio often in French um, that will give you great practice for um, audio sources and uh, listening to just French audio in general so you can get a sense um, how fast French pe people speak and w what kind of um, dialects there are so you can kind of get ready for the exam in May. Um, and then lastly, have some confidence. Um, don't start like panicking and not doing anything and then ending up screwing up because um, if you're taking the exam it means that you're pretty much ready for it so um, panicking won't really help you in that case so have some confidence and if you mess up just correct yourself and move on um, it's better than scrambling over the, all the words you said and trying to redo them all and messing it up um, worst case scenario you can't you just don't correct yourself and you move on. Um, try to fill up your mistakes with other great sentences instead of going back and attempting to correct your uh, sentences. Well, this is relating to speaking. And then um, not being able to, in the end, say anything that's really necessary or good. So um, yeah, just have your com some confidence, especially for the speaking ones. Um, they go by really quickly. But that also means it's going to end really quickly. So just have a, conf a little bit of confidence for a short period of time. And then you'll be getting through and zooming through um, the speaking parts. So yeah, have some confidence. Okay, so this is my experience. Um, I learned French since kindergarten. Um, this may sound kind of weird, but I did. Uh, I lived in Canada when I was little, so I went to a French school, and I learned French since kindergarten. Um, I actually went to a, a French school where I learned every single subject in French, so um, until about sixth grade, but that doesn't really mean I remember anything from those days. <laughs> I forgot all my um, science vocab from vocab words in French, but um, yeah, so. I learned French uh, since kindergarten, so French was kind of more a part of me by the time I took the AP exam. 
Um, so my experience with it was actually pretty good and it wasn't that bad. Um, I did mess up a little bit for the culture comparison uh, because the topic was really weird and I didn't know how to make that comparison. But overall, I think it was a nice experience for me. Um, I really felt nice and relieved after I finished it because I felt kind of accomplished with the fact that, yay, I finished the my uh, exam and I finally got to use my FRQ skills that I practiced so many times over and over. Um, yeah, so just also just keep in mind that the French exam is really long. Uh, so you may get tired by the time uh, by the time you're doing the culture comparison, which is the last task of the AP exam. And um, usually AP exams last about three hours, but the French one can last up to like four, uh, depending on technical delays or even just going through everything and setting up everything takes a really long time. And the exam in general, um, sometimes those things get like really delayed and so um you might be tired by the time you're doing the culture comparison because it's at the last and you might be too tired you might be cold or you might be hot or hungry or thirsty or whatever and um even though uh it might be kind of tiring just know that your one culture comparison doesn't even last that long it only lasts two minutes so um try to conserve your energy a little for the culture comparison, but I would say definitely invest more energy on the multiple choice. Um, but you should leave some energy for the culture comparison just in case you kind of don't, and oh, I mean, you kind of, I guess, kind of mess it up because you're not fully um, aware of your surroundings or anything. So yeah, but um, that was my experience. Uh, as you can see, um, it's not, I guess, a typical experience, but uh, for me, it was a really fun experience, and I really like uh, learning French, and I hope I don't forget it, uh, but yeah, French is a really fun language, so if you want to master kind of uh, speaking French, I would definitely say take um, exam, because it will force you to really understand French language and culture and master it so you can uh, basically hold a conversation almost with uh, French people um, and kind of feel good about yourself because who doesn't want to speak French in Paris and act like you know French because I definitely want to do that so yeah so here are some useful resources um, obviously College Board you know they have a lot of stuff um so please 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 look at past frqs college board um is a really not nice uh company or whatever but one thing that they do that's really nice is the fact that they post past frqs and sample responses um which is tremendously helpful when you're going through uh and studying for the uh, exams. So look through those past FRQs and kind of see um, what they're expecting, what you should expect on that day and just really kind of, yeah, just 
familiarize yourself with the structure of the exam so by the time on the exam day you can just skip through all the instructions and use that time to kind of jump in right away to the um, actual content. Uh, daily AP Daily Classroom is also really useful. Uh, I actually didn't really use this that much but um, for French, but the videos are really useful and there are some practice MCQs. Uh, this actually has to be opened by your teacher, but if your teacher, if you ask your teacher, uh, they'll probably open it for you and you can access a lot of MCQ practice and some FRT practices. So um, I would say definitely go to AP Daily Classroom. This is offered by College Board itself. So I mean, what's to not do it, you know? Um, and then make sure to have a speaking partner and just kind of, you know, practice speaking. Speaking is the most arduous task for most people. So just, you know, keep practicing speaking with classmates, family members, if you're a native speaker or anything like that. So you kind of really get a grasp of what you need to do for um, the exam and also just, you know, increase your knowledge and skills on French. Um, okay, Fiveable also has a great uh, Discord server and slash channel where you can kind of interact with other French, AP French take exam takers and kind of, you know, get a general, um, general uh, help with others and review together. Um, cram passes over cram season, we do have an AP uh, French cram and we have review streams and everything. So come by to watch those if you're uh, planning to take the uh, AP exam because those are super helpful as well. Um, I did not have the luxury to actually have fiveable when I was taking the AP exam, but um, I, once I see it now, I think it would have been super helpful if I knew about it when I was actually taking it, but yes, it is super helpful, so make sure to uh, hop in for uh, fiveables and passes and stuff like that if you really need last minute review. And prep books. Baron, Princeton Review, and Kaplan, etc. have really nice um, practice tests. So just maybe if you have free time, practice the MCQs or the FRQs, depending on what you want to do. Uh, I would say definitely you need to practice both. Uh, but sometimes, you know, um, you might want to just practice the MCQs. Uh, but also doing FRQs, you can ask, you can always ask teachers for rec uh, feedback. So if you're doing FRQs, you know, computer can't grade it for you. Uh, make sure to uh, grade it yourself or ask your teachers to kind of grade it and see if it's good enough to earn a five on the AP exam. And last but not least, uh, there is the internet, which us Gen Zers all use. So I don't think it'll be a big problem. Uh, finding it, but the internet has a lot of resources, um, especially things like French uh, news articles or French news, French movies, French documentaries, French anything is all on the internet. So uh, if you need some listenings or like reading practice, the internet is there. Um, 
I don't know, sometimes teachers will give you a pen pal to speak to or uh, write to. Um, so, you know, if you have a pen pal, again, why don't you just get together on the internet and practice speaking? Because now, these days, you know, it's really easy to get on the internet and meet with others all around the world. So if you have a pen pal, um, try doing that with a French person because they'll also probably learning be learning English so you can help out with English, they can help out with French, and you know, you guys are all both better off. Um, also, the internet has plenty of other resources that will help you get ready for the AP exam. Um, the internet um, just has about like everything you can get, uh, you will need like culture aspects or um, or just prep for the uh, FRQs especially. So make sure to uh, go find some of those things so you can kind of see like, oh, so I guess this is what I need and stuff like that, yeah. So make sure to utilize the internet if you have it because it will only come to your advantage, so. Yeah, so now we can have a little Q&A session. Um, so I do see a question. Uh, does the proctor give you a topic to compare for the cultural comparison task, or can you just choose one and compare before the test? Um, it's actually not the proctor who gives it to you. Um, so you will open the packet, and in the packet, if you turn over the page, it will say, like, um, now you will compare the cultures of, like, um, recycling cultures in, <laughs> in, like, your community and French-speaking community. So in that case, um, you will have to kind of jog through your memory and try to remember what French people do for recycling and what your community does for recycling. And thus, your community can be essentially anything from, like, United States all the way down to, like, your school. Or your family so um yeah just you have you can just compare then um also for a compare uh culture comparison task um best bet is always just to go with your personal experience so um i was super lucky and i just went on to say like when i was like this was for practice but when i was uh doing recycling culture or whatever um I would, I would say, like, oh, I, when I used to live in Canada, this is how we did it. And so, you know, technically the AP grader can't argue with me because I'm betting that they probably never lived in Canada. So um, going off of your personal experience, or you can be like, oh, my friend who lives in France told me that uh, they do recycling this way. Then, I mean, your AP grader can't uh, hold you accountable for not having the right information because that might be true or that might not be so um just going off personal experience when you don't know um or if you can't remember anything is your best bet sometimes um yeah so it's not choosing one and preparing it before the test they will give you a topic and you will have to do it off the bat right off there um you do have four minutes to prepare for it but again you will only um have four minutes so um uh, do a lot of practice so you can kind of every time you get a new topic you can kind of jog through your memory to see like oh what the french people do here and stuff like that. um yeah so does anyone have any other questions i'm okay 
Um, hello, um, I'm Karen, and I will be presenting on AP Chinese. Um, next slide, please. Okay. So for the exam format, it's also split into four sections: um, multiple choice listening, reading, and free response writing and speaking. Okay, um, I'm going to continue. So for the exam, we'll split into each weighing 25%. First is multiple choice listening, and then reading, and then free response writing and speaking. Um, you'll be given 20 minutes for with 20 to 25 to 35 questions. Um, you'll basically just be given, um, the test is taken through a computer or any other device. And you will be listening to um, conversations and you will be asked to um, answer multiple choice questions on that. And for the reading, it's self-explanatory. You just read a few passages, for example, email responses, emails or something, and you'll just answer questions on it. For the free response, you'll be given two tasks. One is interpersonal and one is presentational. And each task is 15 minutes long. For the first one, you are given four images and you basically write your own story based on the image. And for the second part, you are going to read an answer to an email. For the last section, the free response spoken section, you there are two tasks. The first one is you re respond um, to a few simulated conversation, a simulated conversation, and after the person talks back, you respond basically, and that is around four minutes long. The second part is a presentational speaking. You are given a prompt, and you have seven minutes, seven uh, six minutes to respond. So four minutes to prepare and two minutes to respond back. Okay, next slide. So here's some of my advice for the exam. First is to practice as much as you can. Talk in Chinese as much as you can. Do as many practices and try to understand the different kinds of tones because even a slight change in tone can alter the entire meaning of a word. Try not to panic, especially during the spoken section, um, because you have to respond immediately to during the exam when you're speaking. It's best to prepare early and to carefully understand, listen, and to read the question. Um, understand the exam structure, and especially because you're using a for the exam, you have to understand how to use the device, especially when um, typing in the Chinese characters. For example, you, have, you should learn to um, understand how to input the words through the pinging through a keyboard. Um, during the exam, it's best to take notes. Try to bring as much paper as possible. Uh, just bring plenty of paper to write on because for everything you read or listen to, you have to take notes on every little detail you can hear. Um, and if necessary, you can translate the words because that is what um, I found pretty useful when I was taking the exam. Uh, next slide.
Some more advice that I would like to give is for one, because this is also a Chinese culture and language exam, try to understand some of the Chinese cultural events. Um, for example, Lunar New Year or the Mid-Autumn Festival for some. Understand its history and its background on it. And that would be very useful, especially for your speaking, the speaking part of the exam. Also understand the Chinese symbols and messages. Like for example, what a red how you give red envelopes to children um, during New Year's, or how dumplings can represent wealth because of how it's shaped. And another tip that I would like to give was is that if you want to make yourself sound smart, then you can use Chinese idioms. Those are just four letter four words, and it's best to just memorize them and learn them in sentences. They're really useful to make yourself sound sophisticated. And like, for example, if you're writing or if you're speaking, if you, if you ever say any of these idioms, it just makes you sound, sound smarter, in my opinion. Okay, next slide. Um, for my experience, I took the 2020 exam, which is only the speaking part, um, but um, I also have other classmates and people I know that who took the whole exam. So this is also some feedback from them. The test content was not too hard. It was actually pretty easy. Oh, um, another thing to note is that I actually am a native speaker. I grew up learning Chinese and in, in my family is uh, a Chinese speaking um, family. So um, for me, I guess Chinese is a rather easy language for the exam. Um, but for people who are not fluent or grew up learning Chinese, I think it's best to take a few years to learn it gradually. And because it's a very complicated language with different strokes, orders, tones, and different pronunciations. And so even if you take the exam, you do not have 100% fluent. Because I also mess up on a lot of tones and pronunciations. My Chinese is not as good, in my opinion. And when I took the exam, I also panicked. So during the um, speaking portion, which I took, I messed up a lot on when I had to take, um, when I was speaking. And that was something that I regretted a lot. I felt like I could have done better if I practiced a bit more, but if you were, if you had learned Chinese since you were which most people who took the exam would be doing. Um, it's an easy exam. Most of the people get fives. It should be, and you should do fine. Uh, next. So these are just some useful resources. I think the other, uh, the other presenters also mentioned these. Some, these are very straightforward. College Board for one is a very useful resource. The past exam questions and sample responses that worked and worked are, you just listen to them and you can find them on the website. It's really easy to locate. AP Daily and EB Classroom is also a If you have a classmate or a family member, native speaker, you can use them. You can have them be your speaking partner. Um, I found that to be very helpful when I was practicing speaking Chinese with my parents. Fiveable is also a great source. 
their Discord server, you can just join for the AP Chinese uh, group. And cram passes was what I found really useful for my exam. Prep books such as Barron's, Princeton, or Kaplan can also help as well. I heard that in particular that Barron's was very helpful for AP Chinese. And lastly, I think that Google is a very great source. Um, if you ever have any questions, you can just Google it and you can find an answer almost immediately. And next. And this is the end. So if you ever if you have any questions, just um, type it in the chat. Oh yes, and Adas um, Adas said, if you start learning Chinese in high school, it is still possible, and you should still do fine if you take the time to. Stay. If there is no questions, then we can end the end the presentation. So thank you for listening. And if you ever have any questions, you can us on Discord. We have our um, usernames here. And thank you. Thank you for coming. I see one more question. Oh, wait, I see a question that says if we read book supplement our fluency. Um, I didn't really, I just read the passage from the textbook that our teacher offered, so like, it's not necessary to read books to supplement your fluency, at least for AP Chinese, but like, if you want to, then it's definitely a great resource to practice your reading skills if you decide to pick up books and like, read from those. It'll definitely help you build your fluency, so if it works for you, I highly recommend reading. And yeah, and movies do help. So definitely watch movies, watch shows in the language. It helps your listening skills so much. Have I answered your question?